Welcome to another episode of the Red Roof Recovery Show, offering programs to soften the path of recovery from addictions. And it's not just for addictions, it's for life. My name is Tanya McIntyre, and I am joined by my beautiful husband of a long, long time. I call him Sir Lancelot because he is definitely my knight in shining armor. What I love about Lance working with me in our business is that he brings the perspective of a family member of a loved one who's affected by addictions because he lived with me through my addictions for more than 20 years. Lance shares his lived experience and empathy with family members whose loved ones are struggling with addictions because we know that effective communication tools can motivate your loved one to seek recovery sooner than later. We offer thoughtful conversation about a variety of recovery topics. You'll hear science-based approaches to build a life beyond addiction, a life you won't need to escape from. There are literally hundreds of tools you can use to manage recovery and life. The key, my favorite acronym, is to keep educating yourself until you find something that clicks for you because we are all different animals, our addictions are different, and our recovery is going to be different. So today we are going to talk about uh, the, some of the snappy slogans of 12-step programs. It works when you work it. Um, when I started my journey in recovery in 2009, I went to 12-step meetings for eight years and kept relapsing every year. But I still go to 12-step meetings because it's a great personal development program, and I love the snappy slogans, including it works when you work it, and take what you need and leave the rest. So keep looking for a meeting that resonates for you, because there's lots of uh, them coming up now, even agnostic AA, which is a contradiction in terms, but it's good to see Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Gamblers Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, uh, they are all evolving into this century and offering some alternatives for people who can't grasp the whole God consciousness thing. And that's another show. So today it works when you work it, sweetheart, because uh, we've just had a client go back into a treatment facility for the third time in a year. So when you say it works when you work it, what do you actually mean by that? You need to find something that works for you. So when we remove the addiction, it creates a vacuum in our physiology that needs to be filled with something. So we need something healthy to fill it with. And that is your plan of recovery. Uh, here at Red Roof Recovery, we offer the residential recovery program in one week. And people say, oh, it can't be done in one week. And I say, that's untrue. We've got lots of evidence to show that it can be done in one week. Uh, some people, my, I am my uh, ideal client. I didn't want to announce to my coworkers and bosses and neighbors and family members that I was challenged with an addiction. I wanted to be able to take a week and go somewhere where I could work with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, formulate a plan to re-enter my life without needing drugs and alcohol to deal with my life. So what one week does is offer a foundation. So we get not just to the symptoms. I mean, the drinking and the drugging and the whatever, sexting, sexting, porning, whatever you're doing, overeating. Those are symptoms. We need to get to the cause quickly and then find a solution that's going to work for you because we're all different. So absolutely, it can be done in one week. I hope that uh, our approach to recovery can actually start to revolutionize the recovery landscape because 
what we've got going here in Ontario, Canada is not working. And I hear the same thing across Canada that we have, you know, we're still stuck in this mindset that it takes a long time to recover. And it doesn't. It takes a persistent willingness to exert consistent efforts to help yourself. So when people leave the program here, yes. um, we, you, with people who suffer with the addictive behaviours, have a, uh, a mentorship. You mentor them periodically. Lifetime aftercare, yep. Lifetime aftercare. However, you give them homework. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. If the people are not willing to do the homework, is it fair to say that the chance of abstaining from addiction goes down? Definitely, yes. And, you know, we're very selective in the clients that we choose. And, uh, you know, it's the intake questionnaire that I go through with people. I mean, there are several interviews to even be accepted. Just because you have the money doesn't mean you're getting in. Um, even though it is important, I think, to have some skin in the game to do the work. And if you're unwilling to do the work, then I'm unwilling to work with you because we're wasting each other's time. And, you know, people who come to me because they're court ordered or they've been given an ultimatum by their uh, job or their family. Uh, if you're not doing this for you, you're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. But I think I think we've spoken about this before, is that there is a perception of a lot of people that you go to a facility, be it here or another longer duration facility, and you go in and you do what's needed to be done within the program, and then you leave cured, <laughs> whatever that means. And I think this is a common perception. And, you know, as we know in life, if you want something or you want to be good at it or you want to succeed in something, it takes, as you say, a persistence. You need to work, as you put it, it works when you work it. And I think that's a definite mindset that there's a lot of people that go into addiction recovery without that without that mindset that mm. they, they think that it's a it's a one stop and I'm going to be when I walk out I'm going to be cured and everything is going to be all rosy and happy and I won't have to do anything ever again. Yes, sadly, that's that's true. That can be a mindset for people. Which is why I think the, uh, you know, the preview interviews are so important to qualify people, to prepare them for the work that it's going to take. And, you know, it's not that recovery is difficult or challenging or a struggle or hard. Um, I think, again, we've adopted this mindset because we've kind of fed into this idea that, you know, addiction is, is this... Uh, thing that is so complex and we know so very little about it and because the programs that exist uh, especially in Canada because we have a universal health care system that uh, is paying for these programs that don't work sadly 
Uh, and people have expected that as, you know, I can wait, you know, the waiting lists are getting longer, which might be a good thing. I can wait two or three or even six months to get into a free program on the taxpayer's ticket and go through the motions to appease everybody, whether it's the court or an employer or a family member. And, uh, you know, then hopefully that'll shut everybody up for a while and I'll go back and resume my life the way it was, continue my habits, not change my mindset or my attitudes and relapse within a few months or a year. Do you think part of the, the work that people were unwilling to or should I say, uh, quite a number of people that I've observed are unwilling to do is a bit like anything in life. If you if you want to have a healthier lifestyle or you want to be fitter, it's a lifestyle change. You know, it's, it's not, you don't go into a gym and get a personal instructor and they instruct you for five sessions and then think you're totally fit. You know, it's if you want to be fit for life, you exercise on a regular basis for life. It's a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. And you think a lot of people expect to go into a, a program and then go back to their life as it was just without the addiction. I think uh, a lot of people do fall into that cycle where they, you know, they, they blame the program, they blame their employer, they blame their family for triggering them, you know, all kind, kinds of uh, different excuses. I hear, you know, I have lots of conversations with people and I often say, you know, I'd add that to the book of excuses, but I know that it's already there. So we need to stop fooling ourselves and uh, having people enable us, including in Canada, the government's enabling people to go back into these treatment facilities uh, like this one client is back there for the third time this year. And that's quite common. There's, so there's no accountability, um, no follow-up programs available. It's just a broken system that's not working for people. But we've created um, a system now that people are depending on and it's, it's not working. So what's the answer? Okay. So you've been through the process of you went to rehab. You did the steps, you've done all that, and you kept on relapsing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I used to say for eight years and 12 steps, I'm doing the steps. It's not working. So it's okay. the program's fault. <laughs> so since you've been able to abstain for a long period of time, what changed? What, what were, changed what, was what my attitude, you? my acceptance. Yeah, but I mean, I I can I can remember when you were going through and relapsing. You used to go to your meetings when you were first going back. You used to go possibly once a day. Then it was once every two days, and then twice a week, and then every week, and then every two weeks, and then you'd relapse. Mm -hmm. and what you're doing now is you pretty well for the last five years have engaged for a longer or a shorter period of time every day in your own recovery 
Mm -hmm. I like that word, engage. So staying engaged in our recovery work is crucial. Like you say, if you want to stay in shape, uh, building your muscles, you go to the gym regularly. And for me, establishing a structured routine was crucial to my successful freedom, my, my sustainable, continual uh, freedom from addictions, without question. It's a structured routine, engaging in the work every day. And as I said before, I, I, I think a lot of people expect to go into a program and come out. And the same way as the gym analogy is that you go to the gym because you're 300 and something pounds and you eat fast food every day and you go to the gym and you go to an hour of gym but you're still doing the destructive thing and think you're going to look like someone on the cover of a magazine like it's a lifestyle change your life is nowhere near the same as it was when you were involved in your addictive behaviors mm -hmm. and that that could be outcome resistance with people as well right that they can't i i remember being in a position where i couldn't even imagine going through life without drugs and alcohol and uh what helped me was cognitive behavioral therapies you know these thinking therapies that can help us change the way we think so we can change the way we feel and change the way we are and for me uh, that was my key that i kept educating myself to look for something that was going to resonate for me and something that i could engage in every day and there's that word again and mm -hmm. engage on a regular basis absolutely so honey we've only got 40 seconds left wrap it up any, any um no, no i think the last thing is engagement and um regularity thank you you have, you have to do it on a regular basis and stay engaged otherwise your likelihood of recovery diminishes a lot thank you so much sweetheart i appreciate you spending this time with me and thank you for being here with us and listening to us for 15 minutes uh, we are here every few weeks so thank you. If you haven't already, please subscribe. And if we are saying something that's helpful, please share it with your loved ones. That means everything to us. So let's remember to talk to ourselves like we talk to our best friends. What a concept. May the force be with you. And remember, you are the force.